Welcome to the 137th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Oh man, three more to 40. I don't know if we're counting or what's important, but yeah, look at us go. (laughs) Y'all, we made it home. Yeah, we did. We didn't die in a quarry. First of all, you all survived. (laughs) That's the most impressive thing. Our souls may have been crushed in that quarry, but our bodies remained ambulatory (laughs) enough to get out of it. I'm actually surprised that I didn't get anyone. We are too. (laughs) (laughs) I think the audience is surprised too. Hey, how'd you get here? I have no idea. Sheer dumb luck. Well, let's do a couple things here. I officially want to say we have finished book three of the Age of Ashes Adventure Path. Mazel tov. Hooray. That's halfway, right? That's halfway. Nice. We are starting something else. Book four, we'll call it. And I would like for the group to summarize what has happened in the first three books. <laughs> So we answered the call for heroes in Breach Hill, which started to be a lot more complicated than they said it was going to be. We found the Ayudara under the Citadel we went to go clean out, which led us to the whole ring network with Elsada's ring and the rest of the world with Galarian. And we're getting ready to fight a dragon because Dahawk is coming and everything we've been doing is kind of pointing at that. And yeah, that's the super broad strokes of it anyway. We've been fighting the Scarlet Triad, a group that seems to be dedicated to slavery across Galarian, which is bad. And also maybe Dahak? Are they Dahak worshippers too? Do we get that feel? Slavery is bad. Okay. Yeah. Don't do it. It's not good. Stop it. Yeah. We started off with three other characters. Um, one unfortunately got smushed uh, and two went off the to find said smushed person, so goodness knows where they are right now. Well, I think one went off to. Did they both go to find silver? I think one went. Pine Watcher went off to find silver. Temid went off to. I think more directly figure out what was going on with his past. Silver got carried away by vampires of the night. Came back, breathed in a big gulp of air to deliver his soliloquy, and then an explosion went off and scattered him into a bajillion pieces to a fine mist. Yeah, and Sean. Crumpled up his treaties on whatever Silver was going to say. <laughs> Had to throw it in the garbage. Yep, that happened. And I was sad. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> took a slog through the jungle. In the jungle, we picked up Knife Sword, our new goblin sorcerer friend and backpack roommate. We picked up <laughs> Ooh, the horniest pirate ship captain without a ship we've ever met, mm-hmm. who now is rowboating the... The creek. I actually looked it up or looked at the map, I should say. Like I looked it up. I looked at the map. And it's <laughs> it's like Breach Creek. So she's in a creek with a rowboat pirate pirating there, I guess. And probably bored out of her skull. I can only imagine until the next thing happens. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was chilling in a in an undercover operation in a mining camp when these <laughs> uh lost guys just showed up, you know, bedraggled, dying, stuck in the woods. So I, I decided to help them. And We've been going around the realm, increasing my power, and, uh, you know, so I will soon be the ultimate in interior luggage design. Yeah, that's the power you're increasing. Yes. The world according to Knife Sword. Yep. Well, there's our spinoff show. So this is why I enjoy, in Absalom and Order, giving you each a chance to, like, put your own personal spin on what happened last episode, just because it's so fun to see how different characters have perceived the same events. Oh, yeah. Great. Now, 
I want to do a little bit of housekeeping before we get into stuff, and hopefully people will find this interesting. But I want to talk about our house rules that we have set on this game, and I would like to put some motions forward for everyone to decide if they want to change things up a little bit. So first house rule we have is only named characters draw crit cards. We liking that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Everyone draws crit miss cards. Yep. All right. Hero points can be re- used to re-roll any d20 and you keep the better. Yeah. 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 I would like to propose an amendment to that. Okay. Hero points may be spent to force me to re-roll. Yes. I like that. Now, this is something that I found online from one of the designers of Pathfinder 2E. And they said something that they thought would be interesting would be something called critical initiatives. Okay. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. No, stand-up comedian. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> so a critical initiative is a natural 20 or a natural one on your initiative roll, no matter what you're using to roll. Were you to succeed with a natural 20 or a natural one on a natural 20, you may get an additional action for free on your first turn. However, with a natural one, you lose an action because you are fumbling around trying to figure out what's going on. I want a sandwich. It's only the first round, but that would also work for monsters. If a monster rolls a natural 20, they get four actions in their first round. Or if they roll a natural one, they get two actions in their first round. Sounds cool. Yeah. Good try. If we hate it, we don't do it. Yeah. After every book, I feel like we should always take a look at our house rules and make sure they're still making the game fun. For sure. Has anyone rolled a 20 or a 1 on initiative? I don't remember anyone doing that recently. I mean, I feel like the problem is we roll initiative and then eight months later, the combat's over. So who knows what we rolled? That's true. That is fair. But that being said, it's fine. I don't have any problem with it. It's just one more thing to keep track of but it only affects like the first run of combat so you know not big deal i would hmm okay yeah that's fine it's fine critical initiative is fine <laughs> okay <laughs> i was just trying to think like what if you got your you got one action before any like if you critted you got your one action but you got it like first and then initiative went on as normal but then like failing crit failing is you just get two like what's the there's not really an analog for it so yeah makes it hard it's fine okay yeah i mean if you get Natural 20, you're probably going first anyway, so it'd just be a hat on a hat. Let's turn into Shadowrun. How many successes can you get for initiative? Well, Shadowrun was fun, because once you got a 30, you're like, I want 30, and also 20, and also 10. Oh, there's a zero. So 31. That was when it was good. 31, <laughs> 21, 11, and 1. <laughs> okay. Well, I just wanted to throw some ideas out there, see what people thought. And we will now go on with our regularly scheduled show. Wait, we have a show? You're recording me? Wow. <laughs> you got to tell me if you're recording me, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a new, it's a legality. We have to do it. So wait, is it only you get to propose new house rules? Or can anyone propose new house rules? Anyone can propose a house rule. Okay. Hmm. All right, I got nothing. I was wondering to know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm all ears. New house rule. Sean gives out two hero points at the beginning of every session. <laughs> yes. That would certainly make it easier. I don't know that that makes it better. I mean, he never gives them out otherwise. I got better near the end of that last combat. <laughs> the combat that lasted eight sessions. I got one <laughs> for doing something. I used it immediately because our dice sucked. That combat was rough. Mm-hmm. God, they sucked. Yeah, they did. Great. Does anyone have anything they would like to say before we start this next book? I like you all. Thanks for letting me play with you guys. 
We love you, Heidi. Aw. Aw. Okay, now we can go. Great. Okay, cool. Matt? Yeah. <laughs> do you have anything for the group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a thing that I want us to do. It's a little thing called something written ahead of time. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, no. So I, I have distributed this document to everyone. And we've all decided what part we're going to play, so we'll do that uh, uh, now. I will be playing Twin Talon. No. And also no, Twin Talon. No. Oh, oh, oh. You'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> Heidi. Just wanted to make sure it was time. Okay, my turn. <laughs> a boy's heart is light and free, but a man's heart feels the weight of wisdom. May the beast heart guide your own, and may you go forth in wisdom and in peace, Twin Talon. The words of Follows the Wind, a shaman of the Shrikiri Kwa, echoed in Twin Talon's mind as he sat in the courtyard of Citadel Alteran and felt the autumn breeze against his bronze skin. He stared at the rune of Inger, the beast heart, tattooed upon his chest. Other tattoos surrounded it now, calling upon aspects of many animals, but Inger had been his first. The Hawk Clan had gifted it to him when the boy Utsi became the man Twin Talon. I don't know that I've had much wisdom or peace. He muttered to himself. What would Follows the Wind say to him now? He had been ruminating on his tattoos quite a lot these last few days. Although they had been inscribed on him for years now, they had never done what they did at the Longhorn's Coffee House in Kintargo. Ula's rage had filled him in that moment, and as it did, the totem markings of the Shrikiri Kwa began to glow with magical energy. Now, in the early approaching dark of autumn amid the stone walls of the Citadel, they were quiet. Reflecting on it, Twin Talon had spent much of his life beneath the shadows of citadels like this one. During his youth in Corvosa, he often snuck into the city where the Helmite Citadel of Raid housed the Order of the Nail, the very same order whose old home he and his companions now own. And still, in Corvosa, there was the Citadel Volshenek, which served as the headquarters of the Corvosan Guard during the anarchic days of Queen Ilios' reign. A memory floated to the front of his mind. He was seven again, moving quietly through the halls of Citadel Volshenek. Field Marshal Cressida Croft wanted to see him. Mutsi was small, quick, and quiet. The marshal saw him as a useful aide for running messages through the streets. Her door was open just a crack, and he heard a soft, raspy sound coming from within. He realized she was crying. When he knocked, she straightened up, wiped her eyes, and told him to enter, not knowing that he'd seen. Ah, uh, Utsi, it's so good to see you. I, I have another message I need delivered. It's absolutely important that nobody sees you. Do you understand? They'll never find me. His young voice had all the enthusiasm of a boy who did not fully grasp the horrible events transpiring around him. Cressida sent him on his way. Only later would he find out that a young warrior of the Skoanqua, by the name of Gaken, had been murdered by hateful Corvosans, that even more violence threatened to erupt between the Shawanti and the people of the city, and that Field Marshal Croft was trapped at a horrible tipping point as the malevolent monarch Iliosa began to extend her bloody reach across Corvosa and its surroundings. When he reached manhood, Twin Talon had the rune of the chameleon tattooed upon his chest in honor of that time he spent as a courier. Now, surrounded by the recently repaired walls of Alteran, he glanced down and saw those symbols glowing with a flickering orange light. His breath caught in his throat and he focused on that thought. Chameleon, keep me out of sight, both in darkness and in light. A child's rhyme. Young Utsi repeated it in his head as he crept through the alleys of Corvosa to deliver Cressida's message. Chameleon, keep me out of sight. Twin Talon could feel the rope rungs of the ladder in his hand as if he were still at the abandoned outpost of Guardian's Way months ago, sneaking up on the hobgoblins whom the necromancer Vaz Lorraine had hired to guard her as he searched for Elsada's ring. Hey! Titan Twist! The voice of Knife Sword interrupted him and he spun around. He was about to greet the goblin, but his friend continued speaking. I'm trying to convince Warble to come with me to town, and... Oh, where'd you go? Knife Sword looked around the courtyard. He looked directly at Twin Talon, but no recognition flashed in his large red eyes. Okay! Well, I thought you were here earlier. I'll just, uh... 
His friend's words trailed off as he turned back and re-entered the citadel, shutting the door behind him. The tattoo still glowed. Its light was steady. He pulled a dagger out of its sheath and weighed it in the palm of his hand. His thoughts returned to Guardian's way in the hobgoblins. Both in darkness and in light. He spoke the words aloud, gripping the dagger and crouching into a combat stance. He had plunged the blade into the back of one of the hobgoblins, who fell without a sound. The next met its end at the point of the knife, and soon they were all dead. He could still feel his muscles tensing from the heat of that moment. Hawk hunts, swift and sure. He focused on the tattoo of Hawk on his arm, which illuminated as his attention fell upon it. The dagger felt weightless. He stared at the wall several dozen feet across the courtyard and let the weapon fly. It embedded itself perfectly in the gap between two bricks. He took note of his surroundings. As a boy, he had lived in the shadows of citadels. Imposing, solid, terrifying. But this citadel, here on the edge of Breach Hill, was his responsibility now. He could feel the weight of its stones. Something was coming. They were also balanced on a tipping point, like Cressida. None of them sure lay over the precipice. Twin Talon touched Inger with his fingertips. The beast heart, his heart, would guide him through the times ahead. That was awesome. That is so good. Yeah. So just for clear, I didn't write that. That was Cass. If you are familiar with our Discord or uh, people who like our podcast, Cassandra is a fantastic member of our community, and she agreed to write that for me. So if you like that and you want other things made for you by Cass, assuming typey, wordy things, I don't think she like whittle. She might. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? The many layers of our community. But yeah. If you like her rating, you can find a bunch of it. I'm not sure if this is on there, but she's got a bunch of other really cool cracked eye fanfiction at hyena underscore spots on AO3. Uh, that's hyena underscore spots. S-O-T-Z. Thank you. And also you can find her on Twitter at A-C-A-S-S-D-A-R-K-L-Y. Thanks, Cass. Amazing, as always. We've featured some of their writing before, and I'm always amazed and impressed when people can word. Right? She's just amazing. Ugh. Yes. Join the community. It's pretty great. Yes. <laughs> Join the Patreon and then the Discord and hang out with all of us. Not to plug our own stuff, but... <laughs> yeah. Give us your $5. That's right. And then you can hang with our friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. For $30, you can play Pathfinder with us. Yeah. And our friends. It's true. Now, let's get back to our regularly scheduled program here. I just want to let you know that if you were to liquefy everything in your group loot right now, plus the gold and silver and everything, you would have 32,452 gold and four silver, five copper. So 32,000 gold is 32 platinum? Don't make me do this math. Yeah. Sure, it's power of 10, right? That's a lot. Did you liquefy all of like the ingots and stuff? I liquefied everything. That that number is everything. Now, of course, I'm sure you don't want to liquefy everything, but I wanted to let you know how much you have. I didn't actually remove it from your group loot. Okay, good. Because we definitely want the mithril ingots to for high to be able to make stuff. Or Brianna, I'm sorry, Brandon to be able to make stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or higher. No, no, I'll make them. You'll make it? Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. You're so talented, honey. Thanks. <laughs> Rob, can I borrow your forge? Can do. There's a bird nesting in it right now, though. Okay, I'll be nice. That armor is going to have bird in it. It's just Jasper. <laughs> so you're still all dealing with the, the dream situation. Mm-hmm. And I was going to send a message to my brother. Okay. Do you know what that message is going to say roughly? Or just be like, yo, what be happening, dude? Haven't spoken. Stop. How are things since the nightmare? Stop. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're so advanced. We have telegrams now. <laughs> Sean, can you can you uh, refresh my memory? How long has it been since we've been in game? Since we've been adventuring? Since book one? Yeah. At least four months. We sp- started in spring, and it is now definitely fall. Okay, so four months. So he'll write rides the wind, which is his brother's name. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. The name that his brother went by during the events of Crimson Throne was before he got his like. Oh, right. Because he was only 18. Right. Yeah, he, he was he was fairly young. So so rise of the wind. Hope things are well. Haven't seen you in roughly six months time. Things in Breach Hill are exciting and I can't wait to discuss them with you in more detail. Some concern about events happening back in Corvosa. Any spider blood vomit, for example? <laughs> That, that's what it was, right? It was like blood and spider vomit or something. Vomited spiders and she was crying. Poor Majenko. Yeah, I'll roll that back. Uh, any blood tears or spider vomit? Just as random examples with no specifics? If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me know if uh, my, my friends and I are have become capable adventurers. And if we are needed, you have what to ask and we will come back home. Signed, Twin Talon. All right. Dos talones con tacones. That gets delivered to your nearest wizardy post office, and then it's going to cost you a whopping, I don't know if you guys can afford this, one silver. Right? Like the price of postage. Right? (laughs) Can we send it COD? I mean, if they want us to save their town, they can pay us one silver, right? (laughs) Especially it's your brother. Yeah. Nah. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. One silver. Here we go. You pay the one silver and you see the wizard bamf out of here and go to deliver your letter. Now, we all know that it won't be instantaneous. Like they'll get there. They have to find. So it generally takes a day or two to get a response. What would you guys like to do in that day or so? So Not everybody at once. How long does it take to? I'm I'm talking. (laughs) (laughs) How long does it take to install a rune into something? I believe it takes 24 hours to install it. I mean, I'm happy to be at the forge again. I feel like after everything we've been through, Brianna needs touchstones of who she is and, you know, just kind of recharge after, you know, several moments of almost losing you guys and losing her own life. And yeah, I think being back at the forge would be awesome. So whoever wants anything made, I will happily do so. Okay. I have a uh, a shadow rune that we got a while back, and I'd like to put that into my armor. Sure, I'll, I'll happily put it there. Do you have a specific place for it or, or a engraving that goes alongside it or anything specific or? I guess he'll put it, he'll ask for it to be kind of on the left part of the chest of the armor, somewhere he can touch it to activate it. Okay. And I'm trying to remember, I don't know where the group load is, but it, it was... Uh... Is the unusual container the big sack? No, the unusual container are notes written in Draconic that you guys never read. Where did we get that from? Belzamog. Wait, what? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> No, because that was at the end of book two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Heidi, I really appreciate you telling them that there was something unread in there. Yeah, you know, I'm just here for the ride. There's three unusual scrolls still, and the ivory scroll too, with platinum filigree. We learned what was in that in the last episode, right? Yes, the three unusual scrolls. You could liquefy that into money if you would like. Can we identify it? Sure. I'm going to say with enough monkeys and enough typewriters. Is that the thing that we didn't know what it was? No, unfortunately. You have a scroll of teleport level six. 
You have a scroll of regenerate level seven and you have a scroll of summon celestial level five. All right, Matt, what did you need? What did you want to do? I stumped on your parade. I'm sorry. You were looking for the group loot because you had stuff that you wanted to do and I stumped all over your parade. <laughs> it's actually in my personal loot. I found it. It's a uh, greater shadow is the is the rune. Greater shadow rune. All right. Greater shadow has been put onto your armor. Do we want to keep these poisons? They're ingested, so unless someone's going to eat or drink. I never know what to do with poisons, because, like, you can't in good conscience just be like... Don't you? Yeah. Don't what? you? <laughs> Don't I don't you? know what you're talking about. Don't you know? You can't in good hmm? conscience do what? Hmm? Just give them to anybody. Poisoner says what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like if there was like a book of evil, you know, it'd be like, could someone buy this book of evil off of me? That seems like either you then kill that person or you, that person's going to show up later with the book of evil and be like, ah! I feel like we should either get rid of the aloe brain or like start using it. <laughs> <laughs> just so high on the way. Wee! Gotta light it on fire to activate it so you can totally throw it in a thermal and just start swinging it around. Sure. I can just see, like, there could be a use for it, like, if you sneak into an enemy. Like, if we're fighting, like, a large group. Like, for instance, if we get to Corvosa and, like, there's, like, an occupying army, right? To, like, sneak into their campfire and, like, throw it in the fire at night. <laughs> Jasper do a flyby and drop it in. Absolutely. Yeah, and then just make them real easy to take out. So I can see there being use for it, but I don't know. It's it's so specific. Like, what are we supposed to do with 20 doses of Adelbrain? I was going to go to Carvosa, but then I got high. <laughs> exactly. The three doses of Lich Dust? Yeah. I can make my own of all the ones that are injury, so yeah. Like the Scorpion Venom. Makes sense. So let's deal with all of this kind of off air. We'll figure out everything that you're selling, and I'm going to assume you're going shopping. I believe that... Brianna mentions she wanted to melt down all of the manacles. Yes. And I will be hoarding mithril. <laughs> Gonna make them into something like good. Yeah, make them into something useful. More manacles. I mean, what? Or am I completely tripping on adult brain right now? Yes, I do believe I wanted to make something useful out of it, whether it is a, a cast iron skillet or more manacles out of the manacles. So what I'm going to tell you is as you melt them down, you are able to kind of Rob, do not get mad when I don't know how metallurgy actually works. <laughs> I'm biting my tongue. <laughs> when you melt the manacles down, you are able to separate out the like crap metal that was used to make them as well as some silver. So you're able to set, pull out some extra silver ingots. Total, you have 13 and 12 is 25 and 24 is 49, 49 pairs of manacles, plus all of the keys to those manacles. What are the keys made out of? There's very small amounts of silver in there. So I'm going to say you can get another 10 chunks of silver ingots. OK, good stuff. I, Haya, I'm kind of at a loss for what to create out of them at the moment. And I was kind of focusing on getting the shadow rune on Twin Talon's chest plate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm saying you can do all of this in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably what I've been up to. All right, cool. And what is everyone else doing during this day? 
just have a day of free time to do whatever you want. If you want to go shopping, great. You can absolutely do that. We'll handle it off air. Shopping and drinking. Yeah, having a girl's day. Shopping, drinking, girl's day. Ah! <laughs> Twin Town is going to organize the goblins and play some kind of game with them at the Citadel. That's adorable. So you play some Red Rover. I'm going to see if Warble uh, will help me decorate the backpack. Ooh. You're going to touch your ear while you're in there? Oh, <laughs> hello. Mm. A gentle goblin does not tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, X card, we move along. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right, is having fun on a date. <laughs> Everyone is having fun on a date. Twin Talon is playing with some other goblins and Brianna is working at the forge. So the next day, a mail carrier shows up with a letter for Twin Talon. Thanks. No problem. He holds out the letter and you take it and he's still holding his hand out. I'll put a silver piece in his hand. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, you have a wonderful day now. And he skips away. <laughs> skips down the road. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting fellow. Okay. I got a silver ticket. <laughs> oh, I'm going to retire. <laughs> like, oh, boy, Aww. I ruined him. Uh, okay, so Twin Talon will unfurl. <laughs> the letter and see what's what. So you see that the letter is indeed from your brother and it is telling you that things in Curvosa are strange and that the queen, Cressida, is looking for trustworthy and able-bodied adventurers to come and help solve an alarming mystery that is happening. Also, he lets you know that the high priestess of Phrasma, Bishop Keptaria de Beer, K-E-P-P-I-R-A, space D apostrophe Bear, B-E-A-R, died a few days ago. The funeral for the high priestess will be very soon, and all members who have worked for or have served for Queen Cressida during the insurrection are invited back to town to, you know, celebrate the bishop's life and help usher the bishop to the boneyard. Okay. So I guess we can go back for that. I'm not super interested in going to a holy person's funeral, but it'd be good to see everybody. But the whole looking for able-bodied adventurers to solve a mystery is certainly interesting, especially since the only reason we even inquired about this is because Saray had a horrible dream about it. So... Twin Talon is worried that the dream has some validity to it. So this might be a lot worse than they're letting on, or it might end up being a lot worse than they realize. And you said your brother is captain of... He's the head of the Sable Company Marines. The Marines, right? So he also mentions that the queen isn't looking outside of people that she knows. And she, in fact, asked about you having heard of some of your recent exploits with your group especially from the Silver Council in Ravnul, saying how helpful you were with a recent situation. All right. So Twin Talon will take the letter to Brianna first. I'll be like, uh, hey, Brianna, uh, so my brother says that uh, the queen is looking for able-bodied adventurers to help her solve a mysterious mystery. Also, the head priestess of Phrasma has died. They're going to have some big funeral for her. Is that the mystery? Because she was old when we were young. Yeah, I think old people die. I'm pretty sure from what I remember, priests of Phrasma are just like crossing their fingers, praying for death all the time. You know, it's like trying to meet your hero. Never meet your heroes, is what I hear. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
but it does seem like Soraya's dream had some validity to it. I, I think, I mean, there's no bloody tears or spider vomit right now, but who knows what's going to happen next. I think we should head out. Maybe give the goblins some more money and directions on how to continue with the renovations while we're gone. But yeah, I think we should check in, see what's going on back home. Okay. If you feel that is what we should do, then that is what we should do. If you feel like this Dahak problem can wait while we figure out what's happening at home, then I'm absolutely, I agree. Let's see what uh, everybody else thinks before we make this decision. All right. Yeah, I just feel like we stopped them here. We stopped them in the Wangi Expanse. We stopped them in Ravnau. So we haven't gotten any kind of lead as to what's going to happen next. I'm sure they're going to keep coming back until we manage to you know, eliminate them completely. But because they, they do seem interested in the Ayodara. They keep showing up at places that the Ayodara are. I can't, I can't be a coincidence. But I think until they make their first move, we're just in a holding pattern. And I got to say, if my family needs me back home, I, I got to go. No, I, I'm I hundred percent agree with you, and and seeing your your family would be fantastic too, especially your mother and her cooking. Yeah, she was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Uh, let's see what everybody else is up to. If everybody wants to go, or what their thoughts are. And Twin Town will head out and see you all, so you can round up and ask. What's everybody else doing? You can find Ooh and Soraya recovering from their long, long, hard day of shopping. And drinking. I was about to say, finish that sentence. We don't want to walk in on them. Yeah. <laughs> and drinking. And drinking. Twin Talon will ring a gong outside of their room and then <laughs> knock on the door. Announce his presence. Good plan. <laughs> Hello. Can I come in? What do you want? I got a letter back from my brother. If the house is a rocking, don't come a knocking. Don't you see the sock on the door? We're busy. Look, if you're knuckle deep in whatever you're doing, I'm. I can come back later. Oh, no, no, I know you can come in. <laughs> Just don't mind the stink and don't let it out. All right, uh, Twin Talon will kind of crack the door and poke his head in, kind of looking nowhere in particular. <sighs> <laughs> like, so my brother said that uh, there is a mystery afoot back home, and also the priestess of the Temple of Phrasma has died. So, I mean, if there is something going on, which it seems from my brother's response that there is, your vision may portent darker things afoot. So I'm going to head out. I believe that uh, Bran is coming with me, but if you two are very welcome to come, I could certainly use the company and the help. You buy me a drink after. Sure. There's a place that I know called the Frisky Unicorn in Corvosa. I think you would enjoy it. Yes. I'll come. I'm there. All right. Don't believe it's on the map. That was a homebrew. Now, are you joining this shindig? Because if you're not, then I'm ready to go again, and I think you should leave. But if you're ready, you can come on and join us. <laughs> What's that? Sorry, Night Sword's calling me. I got to go. But uh, if you want to, you know, fight evil, you can put some clothes on and meet us outside. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Just close the door. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> so at that point, Twin Talon will look around for Nice Sword and I'll not be able to locate him. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I'm nowhere around, but there may be a little tiny strip of red ribbon hanging off the back of Brianna's backpack. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> no. No. Don't tell you about Warble back home. No. Go to her place. So uh, Twin Talon will go find Warble and he'll be like, um, Warble? She straightens up her, her hat that's slightly askew. Uh, <clears throat> yes. I just wanted to say that I, I really appreciate the way that you and the other bone rushers are making the Citadel a defensible location and, and repairing everything the way it used to be. And uh, I certainly appreciate that. You're doing a great job. I'm going to leave you with some money. We, we are going to take a trip to Corvosa, but I'll leave you with some money to help 
continue the renovations, and I fully trust that leaving that in your capable hands will yield results. But if you see Knife Sword, I haven't found him. If you see Knife Sword, let him know where we went, just so he doesn't think that we just up and abandoned him. Oh, oh yeah, he's uh, he's definitely napping. He's very tired. Mm-hmm. What's that, Brianna? Sorry, Brianna's calling me. I gotta go, but uh, I'll make sure that some instructions <laughs> and money. I have really large ears i can normally hear when people call for others i don't i don't hear anything it's a special corvosan click that we do like i can hear it it's something you train your ears for but i uh yeah it's like just like a noise it's oh really that's that's interesting that's interesting <laughs> no thanks no thanks no thanks no thanks like it's one thing to like have sex or like see naked people or whatever it's another thing to like know them so, so like yeah like Listening to your friends talk about sex versus like watching pornography is very different or seeing your friend in a porn, I think would be, yeah, just gross. Anyway, so I think it's more that he's it's it's the familiarity with the people that he's not really interested in getting into details with them about that. Yeah. So. So then he pulled out this carrot. Oh, no. Uh, Stop. That's where he pulled it out from. Please. I don't know. <laughs> he made a really good stew. <laughs> Briefly turns into an auctioneer. <laughs> <laughs> carrots and, and red potatoes. I don't know what's going on. Oh my gosh. So you all gather up your gear after three full days home and head to Curvosa. You are assisted in getting there with some magic. If you want, uh, you could pay again, five copper each to get transported there. Sure. Let's not quibble over <laughs> 20 copper for the four of us yeah i don't know <laughs> so you guys show up in Carvosa, and as soon as you arrive twin talon you notice one of the city guard sees you and kind of waves hi i'm assuming your brother sent for you uh sure yeah let's go with that what's uh what's going on excellent the queen is waiting to see you and your friends oh oh wow okay the guard escorts you and you pick up a second guard and they escort you to the castle. You are escorted into not the castle's throne room, but a spacious, well-lit room anchored by a broad, polished round table. A detailed map of Carvosa spreads across the table with tidy stacks of documents collected along the edges. There you see Queen Cressida. Now, Haya, you said Queen Cressida has a Scottish accent? <laughs> yes, when... Uh, yep. <laughs> Maintain continuity, Sean. Yes, she does. I would like to first off apologize to any listeners who are of Scottish descent or may have a Scottish accent or are from Scotland in general. I apologize for what I'm about to do to your accent. I also wanted to apologize when we, when we did the read-through. It was fun when it's just between homebrew friends and yep, but then to perform it is something else. So I, I get to Sean for sure. Go on. Queen Cressida invites you to join her at the chairs surrounding the table. She thanks you each for answering your brother's summons and acknowledges how highly spoke of you are amongst leadership in Ravnul. The situation is a bit delicate, and it's come at an inappropriate time. I'm sure you're familiar with the legacy of the city's previous ruler. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it caught me by surprise. I jumped. <laughs> She's so violent. I love it. <laughs> you brought this on yourself. <laughs> well, remember an alarming number of sightings of her ghost or specter or phantom have been reported throughout the city recently. Old fears and hatreds linger, and those rumors are starting them back up. At first, we thought it was a student prank or the ravings of a drunk that grew out of control. But the most recent manifestation appeared here in Castle Carvosa. Normally, I'd look to the Church of Thorasma to help in situations like this. But since we've just lost Bishop Kepera a few days ago, the Church has had its hands full planning today's funeral processions. An event worthy of her memory. So here we are. Will you investigate these disruptions and track down the source? You will, of course, be well compensated for your services. I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we traveled all this way and we're certainly here to help. Brianna will nod, kind of also maybe lamenting like the distance now between Cress and, and us. Because like, the, I don't know, Cress kind of grew up with Utsi and, you know, they, they were familiar and stuff. And now she's like the queen. Uh, so I understand a, a bit better, uh, Your Majesty, there is a, a ghost of the former queen, Eliosa, that is the problem? Yes, we've been getting sightings of her. Hmm, and has she hurt anyone? Has she done anything? No, but uh, you know how Eliosa tended to ra- stir up the rabble here in the city. Yeah, so where, where are most of the uh, like, sightings concentrated anywhere other than in... The castle, clearly, not that. Her sightings have been reported across the city, but there are four that are seem especially significant in our research. First one took place, oh, I'd say two weeks ago in uh, Kendall Plaza during the Crimson Festival. An academia student took responsibility for this manifestation, claiming it was a joke in Portes. However, given the other sightings since then, I doubt the student's claim, and I couldn't help but wonder why he made the confession if indeed it was false. The second credible sighting occurred on the Yerig Bridge to Old Curvosa seven days ago. I'm sure you remember that site is where the Grey Maidens maintained a guard post once in the Northern Island over the bridges that were burned during her rule. The third appearance took place five days ago in the Longacre building, the Corvosian courthouse and jail, and the building Iliosa turned over to her headquarters for her Grey Maidens. Lastly, the most recent appearance occurred in the throne room here at Castle Corvosa. Only two days ago, a ghostly image of the late Clean appeared in the Crimson Throne itself as writing in blood manifested on the walls. The chamber has been avoided since the uh, event. What did the writing say? As I'm sure you could guess. None of us really stayed around long enough to discern what she was writing, but it was uh, unbecoming, if you will. It was written in, in a language that none of us could really make out as well. It's still there? We haven't really been in the throne room, so we assume it's so. Well, if we are investigating, maybe we can look at it for ourselves. If that suits your majesty, of course. Stop being so formal. <laughs> Serenrake. Come on. <laughs> yes, I know I'm the queen and all, but come on. We can drop some of the formalities. I'm going to give you a thousand gold up front to cover any preparations you need. That's a thousand gold each for any preparations you need to make. And we've arranged for 
you to have lodgings here in Castle Corvorsa's barracks if you need. In addition, I'll give you an additional 1500 gold if you discover the source of manifestation, or 3000 gold if you can successfully eliminate it with evidence, of course. That is certainly a hefty sum. It's the least I could do. Thank you. If I may, Tress, it sounds like you're still thinking it's not necessarily supernatural. You're thinking somebody is creating this image in Porte still. Is that the feeling you're getting? Well, the first appearance, the one that took place at the festival, someone said they did it as a poor joke, but I don't know. I don't think it was, given the number of other sightings we've seen around here now. Hmm. Okay, we can start. We should check out the throne room and then maybe talk to that student who said that he was the one that did it, which he clearly didn't. I think that's a good idea. Brianna will look at U and Surya to see if they have any. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm very thoughtless. Queen Croft, this is my friends. Uh, you know, Brianna. And these are my friends, Soraya and Ooh. Your Majesty. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you. We did have a, a goblin friend that uh, was was going to um, accompany us, but I, I think he, he stayed behind. <laughs> Brianna will freeze <laughs> and slowly turn her head to her suspiciously light backpack. <laughs> Starts to climb out of the backpack and he starts waddling to a corner of the castle. No, 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 I'm sorry. Hey, hey, buddy, wake up. <laughs> hey, what's up? I don't remember this corner. Oh, well. No, 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 no. <laughs> Knife sword. It's the Queen of Corvosa, Queen Cressida Croft. What you called me? Wow. Sorry, this is very confusing. Wow. And I'm the Emperor of the Jungle. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Your Majesty, Queen Croft, this is our friend Knife Sword. Apparently, he's the Emperor of the Jungle. Nice to meet you, you, you Emperor Ness. <laughs> Do you have a, uh, yeah, you said that there's quarters in the barracks for us, yes? Yes, if you need them. Otherwise, if you want to secure your own lodgings, we can do that as well, but you got a place to sleep for free? I'm sure I could crash on my brother's couch, but the barracks would be great. Thank you. Why don't we put our stuff down there, and then we'll check out the throne room. Excellent. So let's find Life Sword a place to go to the bathroom and then secure our equipment, and then... Apologize to the queen again. So sorry, sorry. <laughs> These are my friends. <laughs> Yay. We all have that one friend we're not excited to introduce to our family. Family. That's you, Knife Sword. Sorry. What? <laughs> you managed to secure the gear in the barracks. You have beds. You've kind of like cornered off into your own area so there's no other people there. And then you head over to the throne room. The throne room is designed to command attention. The stone walls bear mosaics, frescoes, and hanging tapestries of silk and gold thread while stained glass panels depict monarchs of the city's history. In the eastern corner stands a great stone fireplace in the shape of a huge ancient tree. The no fire burns amid the stone's tree's root. The focus of the room is an ornate iron throne standing on a low dais at the far end of the room. Bedecked with crimson velvet silks and cushions, the throne looks a bit dusty and the cushions appear unused. Shreya, this is the throne that you saw in your dream. Isn't that fun? It doesn't look like she takes uh, court here. Brianna will kind of like pull her arms around herself and like an almost like protective gesture because this was like the seat of Queen Eliosa's tyranny. I know they said they haven't used it since the ghost appeared, but I feel like it wouldn't have gotten this dusty in that long. Well, if we know Gress, she prefers a war room to a dusty, uh, you know. Yeah, definitely someone leading from the front. Mm -hmm. All right, box text. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 
was going to ask if we could look around for said writings. Sure. You guys scour the room and you don't see any writing. Queen Cressida knocks on the door to the throne room. And with her, she has a guard. This is the man who saw the specter. He might be able to answer any questions you have. Queen Cressida, why are you knocking? You are the queen. This is your throne room. You know, I didn't want to disturb anyone. You know what they say? If the castles are rocking, don't come and knock it. I just wanted to be polite. <laughs> what is happening? Anyway. I don't know. Uh, yes. Could you, sir, tell us what you saw? Uh, yes. Uh, about two hours after sundown, the specter appeared and was sitting on the unused crimson throne. Uh, she gestured forward as the ordering someone to attack. During the apparition, uh, some bloody text appeared on the room's walls, and I was covered in agonizing pain and overwhelming fear. The ghost and the writing faded very quickly as I ran out of the room. The text was written in all swirly and like upside down stars and whatnot. I couldn't read the writing, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that the message will be remaining unknown. All right, Frank Hill. Where are you from? Texas, apparently. <laughs> About two blocks from here. With that description, is there anything we can roll that we would be able to identify, at least to know what that language would have been? Quite possibly. Let me just see. If you have the language, I will say that the description works. If not, I'll make you roll. Twin Talon recognizes what that sounds like. Yeah. Knowledge architecture. Here we go. <laughs> Ooh, recognizes what that writing sounds like. Yeah, that's it. Just you two. I assume infernal. Yep. The two of it, it sounds like it was written in infernal. It sounds like infernal, but it would be hard to figure out what exactly was said if he doesn't speak infernal. We just probably look like gibberish. He might not be able to speak, but maybe he can like put some symbols that he recognized. Write them down. Yeah, I mean, we can try it. Hmm, that is smart. I'm sorry, what was your name, Jethro? Was it Jethro? <laughs> Toll. My name is Toll. Okay, Toll. Jethro's my brother. Okay. It's amazing. How'd you know that? I, I grew up here, actually. <laughs> so, you look familiar. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Do you know, uh, could you maybe scrawl some, some of the symbols that you saw that were floating in the air? Well, they weren't really floating. They were actually on this wall right over here. Okay. And he gestures to the wall. Um, I could try, but I really doubt that I'm going to be of any use on this. Uh, but I could root try. Let's let's see what I can do. Twin Talent, once this is done, also wants to inspect the wall to see if there's something weird about the wall. Okay. Christine, what is Soraya doing? I think she's going to be wandering around looking for anything that might remind her of the dream. Any leftover resonance or anything. Something that will drug her memory. Yeah, especially if nothing else is jumping out at her. Okay, great. Haya, what is Brianna doing? Probably at this point, while Twin Town is figuring out the stuff about the language, she's taking just a quick moment to peer into her backpack because it's really, really suspiciously light. Just just a, a little bit of a moment. Don't take a black light in there because it'd be like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> hey, he took all your stuff out before he went and did whatever, so that's nice. Heidi. What are you doing? I am listening to this man's story. And now that I know that it has swirls and stars, I know it's infernal. I'm like really kind of invested in this bloody gory sentence. So I'm going to be waiting here 
to see what he has to say. All right, Matt, you said you were going to investigate the wall. Yeah, I mean, if he's writing this stuff down, I'll, I'll, I'm just checking out the wall, see if maybe there's a reason they picked that wall. Okay. And Knife Sword, what are you doing? I was going to go into the room and I'd like to use three things if I can. I'd like to use Detect Magic. I'd like to use make an Occult roll and a Curse Lore roll to see if I can see any cause for what they're saying is happening. Okay. So as Tall starts to try and write out what he saw, Twin Talon, as you approach the wall, you can actually see faint traces of the bloody infernal writing that appeared on the wall. You recognize several words. However, give me a society or religion check to see if you understand what the words or fragments say. Okie dokie. Like you can read the words, but like figure out what they're referring to. Sure, sure. Society or religion? Or legal lore. Uh, I don't have that. Can I use acrobatics? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, great. So society and religion, do they have the same DC? Yes, they do. So I'll try. Uh, it was on a natural point for a second. 25. Okay, so that's actually enough. You can recognize that the fragments are look like they are coming from a diabolic contract. Almost like the contract that Iliosa would have entered into? Maybe. Okay, all right. Actually, not even maybe. Yes, it sounds like uh, the type of contract she would have entered into. Being from here, both you and Brianna know that her copy of the contract was preserved at the Long Acre building. Say that one more time. Her her Diabolic contract was preserved at the Long Acre building? Yes. Okay. Well, we should go check it out. Put her on the list. Yes, maybe that is... I'm still horrified that I have no gear with me. Thanks, Knife Sword. You have your armor. You have your weapon. Right, but like my soap, my sketchbook. Oh, yeah. Definitely not there. Oh, you can use some my soap. My soap's in there. Uh, no! Are you more mad that he left your rations back in Breach Hill, or would you be more mad if he didn't leave your rations back in Breach Hill? <laughs> I don't know at this point. The fact is, it's very smelly, and I'm concerned. As you pick up Knife Sword's bar of soap that has his name etched in there, you see there's one long hair sticking out of it. Goblins don't have hair. They have some on top of their heads. This looks suspiciously like warbles. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will pick up the investigation in Curvosa next week. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right, here we go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at, at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.